1: Good morning, afternoon, and evening, everyone. It is so great to be here again this week. As you know, it's one of my favorite times of the week is to be here with all of you listening live. And for those of you who are listening on the replay via the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, on my website, it's allaboutthequestions.com. And if you've been cruising around the website, you'll know that thanks to Greg Schuler, a former guest on this show, and my web guy that I highly recommend um, my new website is up and it is live. Go to laurasteward.com. And if you subscribe to the site, you get a couple of free gifts that I send out to you via your inbox. Uh, love to know what you think of the new website and, uh, how we're doing all the podcast stuff up there as well. So, uh, please give me a shout out to laura at laurasteward.com or, or tweet it out to at the laurasteward on Twitter. Cause you know, I love talking to y'all on Twitter. Today we've got somebody who I just find absolutely fascinating. I met him through a dear friend of mine who's also been on this show, Cricket Freeman, agent extraordinary, extraordinaire actually, um, who, you know, I've just gotten to know so much over the years. We first met at my book signing at the Vero Beach Book Center. She happened to be there and we've become dear friends since and she launched her writer's retreat home that she has here. Um, she has a house and you can come here in Vero Beach and spend some time doing one-to-one with one of the top agents in the country, learning about writing. And one of her clients and friends is Alan Petrillo, who happened to be here with his lovely wife. And Alan is making a living as a freelance writer. And I thought, you know what? There's so many of you out there who want to write. You don't necessarily want to write a book. But you you love writing, and you want to write for magazines and do all those different kind of things and make a living as a writer, not necessarily as an author, but as a writer. So I thought, let's have Alan on the show, and it's this has been like a four or five month process to try to get um, dates available for both of us on the show. So I want to welcome Alan to the show, because he's calling in live from Tucson, Arizona, and he writes full-time for national, regional, and local magazines and papers, and he writes um, mystery and thriller fiction, and he's also a multiple award-winning author. So, um, Alan, welcome to the show.
2: Well, Laura, thank you so much for having me. Uh, and you're right; it, uh, it it did take a while for us to get it together, but we are here now.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, it's, and, it's and like I'm my, delighted. I'm so glad you're here. You know, the show books up since it's only a, a weekly show. I, I tend to book a couple of months out, and then we had to change some dates. And and I'm just so glad you're here because you have so much to offer um, I, my listeners.
2: Uh, I I hope I do. Um, I I, I enjoy writing. has been a part of me for uh, literally my whole life, from uh, uh, high school in through college. uh, I got my first journalism job when I was in college, uh, working as a Night City reporter um, for a daily newspaper in upstate New York. And um, it just sort of took off from there um it's always been um an integral part of uh of what I do um, and on moving to Arizona um eighteen years ago, my wife and I moved out here then and uh, I decided to do freelance writing full time and make make a business out of it and uh, uh i've been doing it ever since and successfully so uh, uh as well as um, having some uh, uh, novels and nonfiction books to published too, so um, it's it's all part of the package, I guess.
1: Yeah. Now, you moved to Tucson after serving 22 years as a firefighter in uh, in yes. New York, and, uh, and I yep. mean, you retired oh. as a chief and the fire commissioner, right? You've held. Different.
2: Yes, I, I was um, uh, I was a volunteer firefighter in uh, in upstate New York at um, just outside of uh, the capital uh, of New York, Albany, uh, in the town of Colony, and um, so I, uh, I I spent uh, 22 years as an interior firefighter. I was able to uh, be chief for uh, several years and a fire commissioner also. So um, n- another. Uh, uh, notch in the belt, I guess, of uh, the, the various things that I've uh, um, done, and um, it, it was very rewarding to do that because uh, you're helping people, and uh, I also wound up um, getting an awful lot of uh, good material for uh, for articles um, that uh, that I was writing at the time. So, um,
1: I think that's that's an important. Area we should delve into a little bit more. I mean, you've had an amazing um, background, right? With the work you're doing, you did as a firefighter, you were a reporter for different news organizations, including uh, United Press International. Most of us know it as UPI. Mm-hmm. But how does somebody, when they're starting out as a writer, start to look at their, let's say, their uh, curriculum vitae, their resume? to decide where they have the experienced background that somebody might want to pay them to write about that topic.
2: Uh, It's it's the chicken or the egg. What comes first? Uh, Do do you you have that writing experience or do you have some background experience that translates into writing experience? So it's sometimes um, a, a real conundrum as to how to get started. Um, I, I was fortunate in getting started because I worked at, um, I was the editor of my college newspaper and the, um, uh, became noticed by um, the city editor at that daily and I got hired um, working part-time while I was going to college in a day and I worked nights um, uh, at the paper. But for somebody who's who's not in that kind of business or um working with a magazine as an intern um, um you really have to attract attention in a, in a different way and that's by um you could do it several ways uh, you could volunteer uh, uh some time uh to work with organizations that have uh publications whether they be uh electronic or um uh print publications uh w- where you could uh, develop articles for that volunteer or uh, that um, uh, that organization on a volunteer basis. Um, what you're going to do with that is you're going to get some experience in putting um, a, a, an article together that is accepted by readers um, and then um, maybe be able to use that experience in uh, querying. Um, e- editors of whatever particular um, genre magazine uh, you're going after you might uh, you might like writing profiles um, there are um, there are tons of um, magazines around the country that uh, uh, that use profiles uh, and explain a
1: profile for those of, of my listeners who might not know what that means.
2: A profile uh, would be a article about. Uh, I would do a, an article on Laura Stewart, what she, um, how, how she's um, turned um, a, a radio show into um, something that uh, people want to listen to. They're uh, they're uh, tuning in. Um, uh, every tuesday uh, at eleven eastern to to make sure that, that they don 't miss what um, what she 's got to say so uh, and we would go into your background uh, how you came about um, um, how you got to where you are right now and you know what you 're planning for the future uh, also some anecdotes of uh, interesting guests that you 've had on or um, unusual events that have happened on the air that uh, uh, were unexpected. So
1: So, writing um, profiles doesn't necessarily require you to have any other background other than some writing ability and a genuine interest in, well maybe not even genuine interest, but the ability to ask a lot of really great questions about somebody and then put it all together into an article for a newspaper or magazine that wants to know about that person.
2: Precisely, and the, the other element that I would add to that is um, you, you have to listen very carefully um, because there are um, there a lot of nuances that go on in, a, um, uh, in an interview where uh, some things are implied but unsaid um, uh, on the part of the person being interviewed. Um, and uh, if one uh, picks up on those, those cues, uh, you're able to ask a follow-up question or um, uh, an ancillary question that might draw out some information. Um, there's always one more question to ask. Uh, and uh, when you do, sometimes you get, uh, you get the really the heart of the interview um, out of uh, a seemingly innocuous question. So, so you have to listen carefully in, uh, when you're doing your interviews. Um, very, very important.
1: And you also have to have somebody that you're interviewing that, that is willing to be forthcoming. Uh-huh. I know yeah. that I've had some prep interviews for people that I've ended up not interviewing because they said they wanted to be interviewed, but they didn't want to talk about anything. <laughs> I,
2: I just had that happen with uh, an article I was doing for a construction magazine um, last week, um, a, a profile on the owner of um, um, a, a, a HVAC, uh, an air conditioning company. Um, and um, he he had some sort of new new news, and the editor assigned me the job to profile him. And but he didn't want to talk. Uh, it was one of the shortest interviews I've ever done. And uh, I had to get back to the editor and say, Look, you know, we might need to start again here. Um, and ultimately, we coaxed him through his. Uh, he had um, a marketing person uh, sit in with him. And she, she helped uh, smooth things out and get him more comfortable with um, providing information.
1: You have to find whatever that hook is or whatever that, that person you're interviewing needs to make them feel comfortable enough so that they'll open up.
2: And sometimes you got to dig really deep to get it <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: and work really hard. <laughs> yeah,
1: and I, I think that's sort of the life as a, a freelance writer, right? You Sometimes you'd accept an assignment and you don't know what it's going to be or you're pitching an idea and it doesn't quite go the way you've planned it. So, Alan, we're going to go into our first commercial break. Um, to all my listeners out there, we're talking to Alan Petrillo, freelance writer extraordinaire. I mean, he's been making a living for... Um, over 18 years as a full-time freelance writer writing for national regional and local magazines and he's going to share his tips on how you can get started as a freelance writer even if you've never done it before okay so stay tuned for more with alan petrillo
0: success comes from not only what you know but also who you know Welcome back to It's All About the Questions with award-winning author, Laura Stewart.
1: So, Alan, you have been doing work as a freelance writer for a lot of years, but how does somebody approach an editor for an idea for an article if they've never written for a magazine or newspaper before?
2: Um, uh, How do you you find
1: the right contacts? You know, all of that stuff.
2: Well, pretty much every magazine has a, a, a website up, and um, if, um, if you can't find the material, um, the, the place to submit a, uh, a query, and, and I'll explain the query in a moment, um, uh, the, uh, I, online, um, the masthead of a printed magazine will list the editors, and um, either a phone number or a, um, an address, a physical address, or an email address where, where one can um, start the submission process. And with, um, with a, um, a nonfiction work, and this is what we're talking about for magazines uh, and newspapers, uh, we're, you don't write the article first and submit it um, because you might not, hit the target that that particular magazine is seeking with that type of article. So what you do is a query. You develop a, um, uh, a brief um, two paragraphs of what the idea is um, uh, and how you would construct it, um, uh, uh, another paragraph about uh, you and uh, what your background is and any of your writing credits, and. It's as simple as that. Most queries are done these days um, uh, electronically through email, um, uh, and it's it's not unusual not to hear back from from an editor. <laughs> <laughs> they're you know they're inundated with uh, they used to be inundated with paper queries, um, but most most magazines and newspapers now uh, only take queries by uh, by email um uh, or some, sometimes um uh, uh, off their sites off their websites um, so it, it's pretty uh, it, it's pretty simple in identifying who you want to write for because uh, if if you've got a specific idea you're going to have a feel for uh, you might have an environmental topic well um, there are some popular magazines that want to Hear about uh, um, uh, environmental news, um, but there are also specialized environmental magazines that delve deeply into environmental topics so um, all
1: right now you you said something a, a few a moment ago where you said you 're going to write two paragraphs in your query on on the idea and mm-hmm. how to construct it. So I would imagine that part about constructing it is is critical. But I don't think my, all my listeners will understand what you mean by that. Can you expand on sure. what you mean by, you know, the idea and how to construct it? What? Yes, I can. Because two yeah. paragraphs, that's not a lot.
2: No, it's not. And that those two paragraphs might only be three sentences. Um, and typically what I do is when I've developed an idea for, for an article, um, I'll, um, in effect, write the lead paragraph or the first, first several sentences of the story as I see it, of the article as I see it, and that becomes the lead of my pitch. Um, You might as well give them your best words uh, and entice entice that editor to want you to write that article. Um, So what you have to do, you have to develop a voice. um, Is your voice uh, a technical voice? Uh, Are you uh, informational? Um, uh, authoritative, conversational. Um, it, it's it, it's really about how you approach your subject. Um, you, you, it, it's important, obviously, to have sources that you would um, interview uh, for a particular. Let's go back to that environmental article. Um, you you might have a sentence in your um, in your query that uh, talks about. I would uh, um, interview the administrator of the uh, Environmental Protection Association uh, agency uh, and um, XYC. So you would lay out what you are intending to do with the article. You might get a hit, and the editor will come back and say, I like this, however, we'd like you to... Take a different approach and and a, a different look at it and slant it from this angle, and but once once an editor says that, um, it, it behooves you to say absolutely, I'll do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because now you've made now you've made a hit, um, and, and you, you really uh, editors are, are looking for uh, for freelancers who. Um, who they count on? Um, they want certainly want quality work, quality writing. Uh, they they y- you can't you can't use bad grammar. Uh, and I know these days of um, uh, texting each other, we we use the letter U for Y O U. And but you can't do any of those sorts of um, shortcuts in, in a query. I mean, you, you've got to. Show a professionalism that um, that these editors are going to expect because that's what is going to reflect on them in their publication.
1: Okay, does your bio need to change depending on who you are pitching, which magazine or publication?
2: Um, does your bio change? Um,
1: to make it if, more focused, oh, say towards their audience? Mm-hmm, yeah, as if, long as you're not you're lying.
2: Not, well, right, exactly. Uh, for example, would, uh, going back to what we talked about earlier, um, doing some volunteer work for organizations. Um, um, when I first moved to Tucson, I, I did some work for um, the Arizona Sonoran Desert Museum, uh, a, another um, a botanical park called Tahono Chul Park, um, uh, the Tucson Audubon Society, and, and I did some work for them, um, gratis basically, um, simply to get some contacts, build up some sources, and then I was able to use those folks in articles that I sold to publications. Um, and so there's you once once you establish certain areas that you enjoy working in, those those are probably the. Um, areas you're going to uh, focus on most in, in terms of uh, who you're pitching.
1: So is that how you develop, how do, how somebody develops an idea for a nonfiction work, is looking at their own areas of interest, or do you do things like, oh, this magazine pays the most money per article, so I'm going to target them? Or I, is I it would, a combination?
2: <laughs> I would, well, I, 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 it's always best to go <laughs> to those that pay the most. But obviously there's a lot of competition for those spots. Um, my my thought is that uh, it's always best to start with what you know best. So if you have an interest in history, uh, or um, I write for construction. My, my dad owned a construction company, and um, so that, you know, I... <laughs> I've nailed a lot of roofs in my time <clears throat> uh, working with him and but uh, so it, it's it's always been an area of interest to me. so I write for construction magazines. Um, I was a firefighter, I write for firefighting magazines. Um, I, I do a lot of profile work. Uh, I'm a history buff, so I, I write for history magazines. Um, I enjoy technical stuff. I write um, a monthly. Um, military technology column for um, the military officers association so there's you know it, it, wh- wherever your interest lies you can find someone an editor who would be interested in paying you to write about those interests
1: okay how do you find the magazines say somebody's starting out and they have, well, actually, you know what? We're probably going to leave that till after the national news because I have a feeling that's more than a 30 second answer.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so we are here with Alan Petrillo, who I met because of his publisher, agent, and uh, friend, uh, mutual friend of ours, Cricket Freeman. And um, also, I want to let everybody know that um, Alan, locally, is going to be here at the Vera Beach Book Center on February 13th. We're going to talk more about that because he is also an amazing fiction writer who writes historical thrillers and mysteries. So we are here speaking with Alan about how anyone can become a freelance writer and how you can actually make a living at it. I don't know about you, everybody, but I write a lot, and I get asked all the time to write articles for magazines. But wouldn't it be great if you made money at it? We'll be right back with more with Alan Petrillo, and it's all about the question.
0: Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart.
1: Welcome back, everyone, after the national news break and the, the commercial breaks. So, Alan, before the break, I said you are going to ask us – you are not going to ask us – you were going to uh, talk to us about how you actually find – the magazines, and, and I know for some of you, may you may think, oh, well, you just go to like a magazine stand or you just Google it. But there's so many trade magazines and some other types of magazines that pay money, but you may not necessarily know about unless you are, say, in that particular industry, but you can write about it. So how do people actually go about finding a place to sell their work to?
2: Well, there's... Uh you, you said it. You start. You start with the magazines that you're interested in, and uh, you can uh, get their information, submission information, online or off the masthead. But if uh, if you want to cast a wider net, there there are two very very big resources that uh, writers can use. Um, both are in publication form, and one also is available um, uh, through the web. Uh, The the first one uh, is is called Literary Marketplace, and uh, it's um, a compilation of all the magazines um, uh, and their contact information and submission requirements uh, in the United States. And um, it's broken down by both, um, uh, well, fiction and nonfiction, uh, but under the nonfiction section, it's all broken down by the types of magazines they are. Uh, so it might be uh, history magazines, uh, trade magazines, and, and then broken down within the trades, um, in construction, uh, uh, air conditioning, um, uh, heavy equipment. Um, so literary marketplace, and lit- uh, every library will have a literary marketplace, and I believe literary marketplace was going to offer an online um uh, subscription uh, where, where one could access their database. Uh, the other very popular um, place is called Writers Market. Now they, they produce a printed volume of exactly what uh, Literary m- Marketplace does and, um, and ha- have many of the same um, uh, contacts. Um, but also um, many different ones, too. So uh, it's a competing publication, obviously. And Writer's Market has, if you go to, I believe it's writersmarket.com, um, you can access the database um, and sign up for a year's worth of use. I'm certain you can sign up for a month, and it uh, used to be a week's worth of work use, Um for, for a fee, so it, it might be five ninety five for a week's access, and uh, that's certainly plenty of time to um, research uh, whatever trade magazine, uh, for example. And, you, you know, you make a good point about trade magazines. There, there are probably as many or more trade magazines in the United States as, uh, than there are popular magazines, and um, they usually pay quite well. And they're always looking for people uh, who can d- do a quality, uh, quality job uh, in, in a timely manner um, and deliver an on-target story uh, for for their publication. So um, I, I would not, um, uh, I would always recommend um, uh, trade trade magazines, trade journals. Um, uh, to be part of um, your writing discipline. Okay, I, now
1: you say that they pay well. What does that mean?
2: Uh, well, um, there there are some magazines that pay as little as 10 cents a word. Um, so, you know, if you're doing a 600-word article, uh, you're not getting paid an awful lot. Um, and I tend to shy away from those. <laughs> um, <laughs> I bet. Many, many of... Um, m- Many uh magazines just have a standard fee uh for for an article and their their typical article length might be eight hundred words and and their fee might be three hundred bucks um, and where where they'll pay and that includes any modifications necessary once you send it into the um, once you send it into the editor
1: the okay now part. does the magazine expect you to give a completely edited, ready-to-go? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. One, well, Essentially. Yes, yes. When, when, they, when they assign the story to you, uh, you, let's say you pitch a story, and um, they like the idea, and they tweak it a little bit, and they give you a deadline. And they'll send you a contract, and you sign the contract, and you've you got to have it done by and in by that particular date, they will look at it, and if they want changes, they'll send it back and usually use track changes in Microsoft Word, track changes. Right. Um, or, okay. And, um, y- or sometimes um, you haven't hit the mark, uh, which usually happens when you're writing for the first time uh, for a magazine. You might not hit the mark completely that they wanted, and they might ask you to recast the story um, in a different way. Uh, and, and it's your obligation, uh, it's your responsibility to, um, to to do that because you're under contract for that story. So it behooves you to make it the best you possibly can the first time through. It, it, time is money. So uh, any time you spend rewriting something that you thought was done the first time means it's money out of your pocket because now, now you didn't, uh, if you spent... Um, for that three hundred dollars if you spent uh, let's let's say three hours a hundred dollars an hour um, the three hours in interviewing and writing now you don't want to have to come back and then rewrite the article and spend another hour you've just cut your pay basically uh, your hourly pay so um there are there are magazines that pay very very well um, and talking. Uh, $1, 2 and three, $3 a word, the equivalent of. So you, where you, you're doing a 1,500-word a story, and um, you're getting $3,000 for
1: it. Now, how do you find what somebody's paying mm-hmm. before you start going out and sending out these queries and things? Is it typically on their website how much they pay? I would think it's not. No,
2: it is not. <laughs> not. Uh, it, w- what... Um, in literary marketplace and in writers' market, sometimes they will quote standard rates. So, um, uh, typical typical article, thousand words. Uh, uh, typical uh, t- typical payment, five hundred dollars. Um, sometimes, not always. Um, the, it almost um, was. Uh, something that was always done uh, 10 years ago. But um, a lot of magazines have gotten away from that.
1: Um, Have they moved away from it because they don't want people just pitching to them because they have a higher rate? Or I mean, why are they not telling
2: that? I think partly, and I also think part of it is that they can, if if they haven't, If they haven't publicized their standard rate, when they get a query that fits but not quite fits, they can offer a lesser uh, amount.
1: Okay. Is that something that you can negotiate with them? Oh, yeah. Even though, even say you're a first-time writer with them or or new to writing?
2: I can always ask for more money because, um, and and have a reason why. You know, I've uh, I've got to do... I've got to do twelve interviews for this thing, you know it's uh it's out of the ordinary um, uh, or I've got expertise in this area um, now that that might not that might not cut the mustard with them. <laughs> uh, it might not get you anywhere, uh, but it never hurts to ask um, and ask nicely, obviously, um, but if they come back and say, mm, nope, that's where it is." Uh, then you 've got to make up your mind whether or not uh, it 's worth walking away from a sure thing um, and um, the experience of writing for that magazine because once once you hit a magazine 's editor with a good good piece they want they want to be able to come back to you for something else because you 've proved yourself
1: so um, you 're saying you 're building a relationship. Oh, with absolutely. the particular editor in the magazine,
2: absolutely. in fact've I've had um, strong relationships with some uh, editors who have moved to other magazines and then contacted me and said, "Would you be able to do a story for me on for the new magazine?" so and when I was still writing for the old magazine <laughs> for their their successor, so it's at um, you know, developing that relationship um you, you know you have to be as um easy to get along with as possible because uh, in effect your uh, the the amount of work that you get is is in their hands uh and editors don't are like anybody else that they don't want to deal with fussy difficult people um and in fact I, i've talked with some editors who uh, after using a freelancer once, refused to work with them again because and, they're so difficult.
1: And it's a very small world; they all talk to each other. I would imagine, <laughs> like they do in the the publishing world for mm-hmm. books. They, yeah. you know, you you mess up somebody, you mess with somebody, and the word gets around that you're just difficult to work with, or mm-hmm. just don't pay attention to them.
2: I'm with you on that. Uh, it's uh, it. It always is a small world, and. Uh, it it comes it comes to notice when all of a sudden you're confronted with an editor that you worked with 5 years ago somewhere else that ooh uh now she's in charge of such and such and, and you didn't have a good history with her so um
1: so provide them special, great value
2: yes provide them great value at uh, uh, make sure always on time absolutely um nothing makes and and I've been on the other side of the uh, the desk as an editor. Nothing makes an editor pull their hair out more than a writer who agrees to a deadline doesn't make it. And and worse yet, doesn't tell you that they they're not going to make it. <laughs> I mean, it's one thing if, if
1: uh, you know, we're, if, you we're know, laughing, have, but it's well, so true, right? Yeah,
2: if you have an auto accident uh, and, uh, you, you know, you're in the hospital and you can't make deadline, that, that's one thing. But because you couldn't get the thing done, uh, you probably knew a week ago that you're not going to get the thing done. You should have given the editor a heads up and say, you know, can I have a couple extra days?
1: And the heads up uh, is we're going into commercial. <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> we'll be right back with more from the amazing Alan Pitrillo.
0: Success comes from not only what you know, but also who you know. Welcome back to It's All About the Questions with award-winning author Laura Stewart.
1: Alan, you have two two sides of your writing life. One is you are making a living full-time as a freelance writer, but you also write fiction books, um, historical thrillers and mysteries. You're going to be here in Vero on February 13th. And um, I think you're going to be hanging out with our buddy Cricket at August Words House. But what? How is it different for you writing for a magazine and then putting together your fiction books?
2: That's, that's two completely different worlds. You um, know, uh, someone once said that uh, uh, fiction is nothing but lies, and uh, but beautiful lies. And because it's it's all the product of um, the author's imagination. Um, there are certain elements in, uh, between writing non-fiction and fiction that uh, you, you, know, you, you have to uh, uh, express words, po- use positive uh, expressions, uh, active voice, um, show action instead of telling about it, get rid of weak words like adverbs, and use specific nouns and verbs. And so th- that's just good writing but with fiction you in effect have to create a world for the reader that when they they start reading and get into your start turning pages they forget that you've written this you, the 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 writer the author shouldn't intrude you don't want to pull them out of this um Reading reverie that they're in because you want the story to be talking to them. So you, you need um, you need some strong characters, uh, well drawn. Um, um, I would say a, 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 a very visual setting. You have to be able to um, make sure that the reader knows where they are at all times and uh, and can see what you see in your mind's eye. You need to put that down uh, on that piece of paper um, and and it's it's difficult you need to do an awful lot of research before you start putting words down on uh, on your laptop because it um, uh, you've got to have that good sense of place and know your characters well enough um, to be able to be inside their heads so to speak. And, and that's typically what I'll do. I, I'll choose one of the characters and I, I, I tend to write in the, uh, fiction in the afternoons and evenings and uh, I'll you know choose a character to, to be inside of and put myself inside that character and then do a scene or two. Um, you, you, you have to. You have to be somebody else. Uh, perhaps it. Perhaps uh, fiction uh, writers are frustrated. Our actors. I, I don't know. But um, um, I, I think other elements are dialogue. Dialogue is so important. Um, uh, exposition is is great for setting a stage. But um, in terms of action. Uh, dialogue really moves moves a book along, and one has to be careful that, uh, as critical a piece as dialogue is, the speech of that character has to fit that character. So you wouldn't have an auto mechanic talking like uh, a British lord. So it just one has to um, make sure that uh, they're there are distinguishing qualities uh, amongst their characters and their dialogue. Um, so, um,
1: so in a lot of ways, though, it's similar to writing for a magazine in that you have to get lost into what you're writing to make sure that it fits with your audience. So if you're mm-hmm. writing a, a mystery and your market for that is, you know, women mystery fanatics, right, then you're going to sort of skew it that way versus, um, you know, you might be writing something about, I know you write historical military firearms, right? Mm -hmm. That might be a different skew for somebody. So like magazines, you have to know your audience. Absolutely. And then write in the voice that allows them to get lost in it.
2: Exactly, and I, you definitely want them to get lost in your story. I see it. I've the best thing I've heard from from uh, readers uh, is I, I, I couldn't put it down. I, I just had to know, uh, you know, what what was going to happen next, and so it, it, that tells me that was a reader who was engaged with the book. Um, so one one has to. Um, And and part of it is uh, creating characters that, um, uh, well, for like your main character, I mean, people have to be able to... um,
1: To believe the character.
2: To to believe that character, to like them. Uh, But that doesn't mean that the the character can't have some foibles of uh, his or her own that uh, aren't so likable. Um, And and the same thing with uh, an antagonist, a villain. I don't think villains should be completely bad. I mean, we're we're not talking about uh, Doctor No from the James Bond series that uh, you know wanted to blow up the world, uh, just a thoroughly bad person. Um, he, even Hannibal Lecter in uh, Silence of the Lambs was not all bad. Um, there so has they, to be
1: something in there to make somebody feel that they can relate. to that character.
2: That Yes, that they're human.
1: Okay. And um, and we're coming towards the end of the show, so I want to make sure, because people have been asking me, um, how do they reach out to you? How do they find out more about your books and and about writing? What's um, their best way?
2: My books, uh, you can uh, access uh, information about the books and and purchase them uh, through uh, victoriancarriageseries.com. You can also contact me through that site. Or you can use my uh, direct email, which is a petrillo. That's a p e t r i l l o at earthlink
1: And you're going to be here in Vero Beach for my local listeners, or it might be listening live or catching the replay. You are at the Vero Beach Book Center. When uh, and what? Are, what book are you signing?
2: February February thirteenth, which is a Monday. I believe I'm signing at four o'clock. Uh, and it's uh, a case, my uh, latest uh, historical thriller, A Case of Dom Perignon, um, uh, a story about uh, Teddy Roosevelt, uh, the king of England, and uh, uh, Irish terrorists. So,
1: That's excellent. I'm looking forward to reading that one myself. Uh, sp- hey, the day before Valentine's Day, I think it's the perfect gift everybody should give. I mean, you're giving A Case of Dom Perignon, right? might not be the real thing, but it's a book.
2: It uh, it um, it was fun to write.
1: I I bet it was. Last thought you'd like to leave my listeners with?
2: Um, Persistence. That's um, that's probably gotten me farther than um, uh, any other trait I I could name. You you can't. um, You you have to take no for an answer sometimes, but no doesn't mean always no. You can always keep trying. Um, Don't get uh, disheartened by. uh, non-responses or no's to your, um your queries. Um, keep on uh, be persistent uh, if, if you've got what it takes, um, it's going to come through.
1: If you get a no, is it okay to ask why? Y-
2: yes, but usually uh, usually they're not going to they'll sometimes tell you why. doesn't doesn't fit our particular needs at this time. Uh, it's something we've covered before. Uh, recently. Um, yeah. so, sometimes you get an answer, uh, or it, it might be a half answer.
1: Okay. Um, great. Uh, so and, um, we're, we have to end the show now, and I could talk to you for another hour with all these different things. Everybody, um, apatrillo at earthlink.net to reach out to Alan. And if you have any questions you can't answer yourself, remember the right questions can truly change your life. So ask me, and maybe I can help you. Take care, everyone. Have a great day.
2: Thank you, Laura.
0: You've been listening to It's All About the Questions, starring Laura Stewart. Connect with Laura at It'sAllaboutTheQuestions.com and download a free workbook that will help you ask better questions starting today.